Welcome to Money for Average Joe's, a 12-part series on personal finance. I'm your host, Jason Weaver and Average Joe. Episode 9 is all about the exciting idea of spending less money. But of course, I'll make it a little exciting and helpful by pulling from the best podcasts and online resources to give you advice about your particular vice, in-depth advice on eating out or staying at home, and some helpful stats. As a quick refresher, episode eight is all about deciding if you should rent for now or go ahead and buy a home. And of course, all this is so you can live better and have more money for when it matters most. You may recall from episode two, tracking budgets, my wife and I really only prefer to tightly manage in a budget. A few categories where we overspend, food being one of them, eating out or even cooking at home. And just to jog your memory, in that episode, I had how most Americans choose to reduce their spending to pay for a a short-term emergency or the one thing they try to do to make a little bit more money. So 68% choose to cook at home instead of eat out. 66% said they would spend less on clothes or beauty products. 55% cut down on meal expenses. 46% cut out extracurricular activities. 39% opt not to plan a vacation that year. And 13% took a supplementary or part-time job. You may recall episode five was all about making more money, the art of the side hustle, which I firmly believe in because you can do one of two things, make more or spend less to be able to be in control of your money. And 7%, and I'm surprised only 7%, chose to move to a cheaper home or reduce their expenses for their house. And then, of course, you can do like I did and compare. Once you understand and have tracked your budget for a while, you can compare like where are you way overspending compared to most Americans. And that's where it really stuck out like a sore thumb for my wife and I that we're spending a lot on food. But I really want to give you this quote from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints free financial course. Many couples believe that the solution to their financial problems is increasing their income. However, a divided approach to managing money can be far more damaging to a relationship than lower income or lack of financial resources. My wife and I have really found that clearly, that uh, it it's you got to be together and you got to be committed and you got to use your budget as a tool to decide where all your money is going to go. And then you adjust as the world happens, right? So I have another quote here and this one comes from cooksmarts.com. Average American household throws away $2,200 in food every single year, which is of course a crime and a shame. You should shop to the week that you're going to eat or the two weeks or, or month or whatever you're going to do wherever you live, the situation you can. But if you shop to the meals that you're going to do, and maybe you can also add a little bit more for food storage, canned storage, whatever as well while you're shopping. But if you shop to those uh, to that week, uh, you can really save a lot because you're not going to necessarily buy that bag of chips that looks delicious because you know it's not on your list, right? And I just gathered four different kind of approaches to to meal planning because of course most sites give away some really great free recipes that you can get out there if you're going to cook from home. And we'll cover eating out here in a minute, but we're just covering eating 
at home, cooking at home. There's, of course, cookbooks or just the online digital cookbook. There's guides. There's resources that help you um, know, like break down those meals that you select that are fairly affordable as well. My wife and I tried those. Didn't work for us. We just prefer to put our favorite meals down and then buy, buy what we need for those meals. And then, of course, there's full meal deliveries as well which are a lot more expensive. And depending on if you eat out really expensively, they could actually save you some money or you could choose to do that as an alternative to eating out, but know that you're paying probably just about the same, if not more, depending on if you're not going out to fast food. But there's different philosophies for this, right? So meals around couponing in stores, there's a lot of amazing resources. I couldn't give you the full breadth, but if you if you pick your strategy, then you can go Google or find some more resources. So I just included living well, spending less, a resource there. Uh, if you're trying to eat healthy on a budget, there's actually some people that put together some great options out there. Once again, I can only pick one, cooksmarts.com. And then there are a lot of various meal providers and various nutritions that come from that, where they'll deliver them to your door or they'll deliver you, um, you know, here's what your shopping list is. And then there are meals around diets or healthy health restrictions, right? So some people, they, they can't help the fact that they're gluten intolerant or they, you know, but sometimes they're on a paleo diet or something else. So there's plenty of resources out there. I just happen to know Mom's Place. Uh, so I included them as a great resources resource. They gave me some free food back when I was giving them some marketing advice. And it was actually very delicious, even though it was gluten free. Now, before I dive deeper, I just want to mention several resources I've created. So at moneyforaveragejoes.com slash bonus, you can get a one-hour clarity call with myself. And what you'll get for that clarity call is, hey, where are you at on this roadmap way back from episode one? And then on top of that, there's a one-page kind of financial plan that you can create. And you can start filling in for yourself in your own situation or with your wife or spouse, you know, where are we now compared to this roadmap and what goals can we set to get back on track on this roadmap? And also, you know, for ourselves, you can set goals to go on vacations. You can set goals to retire early. There's a lot of things you can do. And most people, when they get done meeting with me, they feel like, hey, no judgment here. I feel empowered. I understand where I'm at on this roadmap. And I see a light at the end of the tunnel called retirement and I see a lot of funnel on the way as well. And of course, I've also created moneyforaveragejoes.com slash money-resources. And of course, if you just go to moneyforaveragejoes.com, right there at the top, you can get access to both of those. But I've really gathered some of the best resources out there. I read these books. I followed these blogs. I listen to these podcasts. I watch these YouTube videos. And, you know, right now... It doesn't matter, you know, where you're at right now, but for me, it's during the coronavirus when I'm recording this. Uh, there are some really great resources out there to help you understand that, you know, if the whole market falls and doesn't come back, we have way bigger problems than the stock market. We have our whole lifestyle is ruined. And of course, nobody's going to be retiring in that situation because everybody's life is ruined. So that's why we teach frugality. That's why we teach having a budget. That's why we teach having an emergency fund. That's why we teach having water storage and uh, having proper insurance in case you pass away early. 
you know, and you can only prepare for some things. And Dave Ramsey, I just watched a great video on it. You can control the controllables, right? Those are the things inside your purview that you can control. And when you do so, you're able to take better control of your life and have hope that your financial destiny will not end in ruin and, you know, retirement age will be unable to work or you have to work even though you're not able to work well because of your health condition, right? And I just want to mention in general, my wife and I had to take a course on personal finance together to get back on the same page. And we still have our struggles all the time, just like everybody else. But without that, we were so lost and and so in debt and so frustrated and fighting about money and that relief that came from going through that together, especially three sessions in losing my job and having this helping me. It was just super impactful and helpful. So I recommend the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They have a free personal finance group, depending on where you live, that you can uh, contact your local um, you know, uh, resources there and ask when's the next class sets they're going to be. You can obviously listen to this podcast, which much of it's inspired by that. But there's also the paid opportunity with Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace. I think it's around $100. It's amazing too. I only disagree on a few things. You might go back to episode one to understand that roadmap there. But they're not big. Like it's nitpicky my disagreements there. So I once again have to mention, I am not officially authorized or affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Dave Ramsey as far as endorsing their personal finance courses and things like that. I don't make an affiliate from them. If they did pay me an affiliate, obviously the church one couldn't pay me anything because it's free. Uh, But Dave Ramsey, I'd probably take it if I could get an affiliate from it. So who knows, future episode, right? But I just want you to know I pull these best resources for you, and I hope you enjoy them. And I'd love to hear how you and your spouse are doing going through uh, a course together because you heard it on the episode. Just drop me a line, you know, whether a comment on the blog or in social media or find my email there or to even meet with you through the Clarity Call. That would be a lot of fun. Now for the advice you probably were hoping for in the beginning, eating out on a budget got some good advice for you. My wife and I realized that we basically had to set a goal to only eat out once a week with our family because that's multiple people times multiple meals, right? And that can really, really accelerate depending on where you're going on how much that cost is, right? We'll often splurge on pizza, whether that's Papa Murphy's takeout or carryout. Um, So we might break that rule. um, But at least the cost is spread across more people or often has leftovers for tomorrow, which is great. If you're really on a budget, you know, Tuesdays, I know like Papa Murphy, for instance, will have a deal where you can get a family size pizza, any toppings, anything you want for $13, you know, and so you could do half for your kids on one side of the pizza and half for you and your wife on the other side. (laughs) We've even mixed, you know, like barbecue on one side and, a more traditional pizza on the other. Just know that the edges (laughs) will often taste a little weird. There might be a little loss there. But I've gathered two resources for you uh, if you're going to eat out. So fast food healthy choices, they do exist. And Good Housekeeping has a list of some of the best options right now, like Chick-fil-A, a grilled chicken cool wrap. And you've got Chipotle burrito bowl. And the list goes on and on and on. So not a ton of calories, 
depending on how you get it served or, you know, hamburgers without buns, right? That kind of advice, but still delicious and potentially still not uh, life-changing expensive. And I should also mention my wife and I do have, because we seem to be doing okay financially right now, obviously when we went through my job loss and other things, we had to cut this out, but we do have some spend where it's like, okay, you get X number of dollars a month to spend. So my wife can go out at least once a week and go out with her coworkers because that is important to her. And that's where she spends her money. And I have a few bucks that I can spend and I shop the deals. There's some local restaurants that have some great deals, but for you, I'm not sure where you're, where you're at. So I'm just going to talk nationally. I know Jamba Juice, for instance, has dollar oatmeals on Wednesdays at the time of this publishing. I've been doing that quite a bit. So it's, it's a way I trick myself to thinking I went out for breakfast. It may not be enough to fill me up, but it sure is good. And I got out and I did something. I work from home, so that's actually super important for me. Now, moving on to cheap fast food items. Now, this comes from The Thrillist, and you can get links to both of those resources, of course. I like the shredded chicken mini quesadilla from Taco Bell, right? And there's quite a few different resources, like depending on when you're listening to this, Wendy's has that little uh, free frosty keychain that you can get when you donate. It's only a certain time of the year that you can get it. But of course, if you just even go get a French fry, I don't even think you have to purchase anything, but I would feel guilty about that. So you could just go buy a, a, some French fries and get a free frosty. That's an amazing, amazing deal. Of course, they know every now and again, you're going to binge and buy something else. And that's why they do the keychain. Plus it's with you all the time. It's great branding keeps them top of mind. And when you're going to go for fast food, more likely than not, you're going to go to Wendy's because you're loyal to them. You, you invested on um, part of your, your identity there on your keychain is them, right? Uh, I love their four for four deal that they have as well. And so there's certainly some great options for some great prices. Del Taco just came into town, not my favorite food, but Super cheap. I didn't know you could get cheaper than Taco Bell, right? I have a Taco Time in my uh, market. It is actually apparently one of the top Taco Times in the nation for sales. I live in a college town. It's very close to college, but uh, you know they give great service. But I definitely feel there's an increase in quality, but the price goes up, right? So check out that article from the Thrillist. And then my final tip for when you're eating out is, uh, you know, I've already mentioned shop the sales, but you can get on a rewards program for most restaurants nowadays. Uh, I do say if you download the app like McDonald's, I have never downloaded the app and approved the notifications, but I can imagine that that would force me to go to, to McDonald's more because <laughs> in the words of a comedian, I don't want to lose money on this, right? Like the deals are ridiculous sometimes, like a dollar large fry, like of course, I'm going to take my kids there or during the winter so that they can play on the play toy. Maybe not while well, I'm filming this. Like I said, the coronavirus is out, so maybe not right now. But in general, when our kids are going so crazy, why wouldn't I go get a, a dollar fry, right? So I have to not get the notification if we're already going to go there. Or we plan it in our meal plan during the week when my wife and I sit down, usually Sundays, to create that plan and then shop on Mondays or shop on Saturday. It just depends you know, we've, we've waffled back and forth on when we do it, but you should have that as well. Uh, just don't let the, don't let the deals drive you crazy and, you know, buy 10 things you didn't need or buy so much in bulk because the deal is so good, right? That it doesn't make sense. 
Now, finally, probably what you've been waiting for from the introduction, advice for your particular vice. And a vice is something that, uh, you know, that's close to an addiction, right? Something that you have to have. Some people it's chocolate. Some people it's, you know, different. And then way back from our episode on crushing debt, there was a really good breakdown on what the real cost is for a car. And I just bring that up because, you know, the top expenses for people are their credit cards, their transportation, their student loans, and their mortgages, right? Those are the biggest, but everybody has their own particular vice. But most people have a vice of a car. And the real cost of having like a minivan, like my wife and I have for our kids and, and I, is closer to $9,000 annually. So even though your premiums might not be that much, meaning paying off your car if you've bought it, uh, not for cash, which I don't always recommend, but my wife and I have made that mistake buying our cars. Uh, at least we got low uh, fixed interest rates. So that's good, right? If you're going to do it wrong, do it at least slightly better. But uh, we've had to do car repairs and and maintenance, and the car eventually is not going to work anymore, right? So there's been studies done, and you can go back to the debt episode and see what the real costs are depending on which vehicle you're looking at. And it's expensive. And you wouldn't think that electric vehicles would be so high per se, or a hybrid would be so high, uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> buying a hybrid car for, who knows, $40,000, $20,000 when you could have bought a $10,000 car, uh, it often won't make sense financially. It would be a choice of, you know, the impact you want to have on the environment. And if you have excess funds or your lifestyle choice, right? But you may have a particular vice for, you know, gift giving, right? My mother-in-law gives crazy amounts of gifts and has struggled for years because that's part of her love language. I love that, that book, by the way, Love Languages. That's really important to her. But I have gathered for you the best videos, Two Cents has created on YouTube to educate you about all these different vices and hopefully help you use your logical brain to steer away or substitute. Like in the, the case of gift giving, a substitute is making something or buying something smaller for them or giving gifts of, you know, like my kids will do these chores for you, uh, you know, parents-in-law or grandparents or spending time with them or just taking them out and spending time together, you know, on a picnic or things like that, giving gifts that maybe don't cost a lot of money, but might mean a lot in other ways. Right. But they have advice for having a baby and what's the real cost, owning a pet, your gym and why you don't use it and how that might actually cost you more than just going running and a couple other things you can do from home. Right. The real cost of that airlines mile card, we fell into that pitfall for years, the annual airline mile card cost, right. To get it. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't ever get a credit card that has annual miles. Hopefully don't have a credit card in general, or if you do be one of those amazing few who people that can only, that can pay it off every month and, you know, only use it to spend the money on their budget. My wife and I can't do that except in my business. So that's where we use the credit card. We have, we have some, uh, you know, restraint, I guess, when it comes to that per se, uh, more so than whether we want to go out and eat out tomorrow. So we have to use the debit card for regular expenses. Uh, they talk about bottled water. Uh, the real cost of free video games. This one's killing my oldest son. Why can't we buy that in-app purchase? 
you know, at least most of these games now are letting them work their butts off to then be able to buy something that they want. And that's what I told him to do, and it, and it worked. But he was, of course, sad. He's like, oh, why do I, I have this $3, Dad? And it's $3 digitally. And I'm like, well, I kind of agree potentially on buying a video game or a movie for a certain dollar amount. But when you have to keep buying stuff within it, that's uh, maybe I'm jaded because when I got my first iPhone, that's how it was. You bought the game, you own the game, everything in the game was included, right? Maybe you had to work hard to get through levels, but it wasn't like to be able to beat this thing, you have to spend more money, right? And that's something I, I don't agree with. They've got a video on that. Should you hire out all your chores? And I think this is the main reason God doesn't want me to be super wealthy because I would probably fall into that pitfall like nobody's business, you know? From lawnmowers to house cleaners to meal prepping to personal chef if I was super rich, you know, right? Uh, to personal trainers, to, I don't know, all sorts of stuff, vices that you could have or currently have. Playing the lottery, oh man, that's ridiculous. But if you think about it, it's the same as just about every other addiction. People make irrational choices, but it's helpful to understand, you know, uh, basically that it's a tax on the poor like Ramsey Dave Ramsey says, right? And I'm sure there'll be more to come and I'll include it in the links. So be sure to, you know, go to moneyforaveragejoes.com, get on the, you know, just get on the email list or chat me through the chat bot and you'll get access to the course. You'll get access to this page. You'll get access to everything that I share today for you. Well, that's our episode. I've already given you the pitch on why you need to go to Money for Average Joe's, get access to the Nine Principles course and all the resources shared today. Basically, so you can educate yourself and apply what you learn so you can gain new skills, have fun, and have more money for when it matters most in your life. And right now, I'm filming this during the, or recording this, during the coronavirus. And of course, money matters a lot right now for most people. So obviously, if you've been on this journey for a while, you're in a better situation, but the best time to start is now if you haven't started at all, right? And so go ahead and, and get going. And then I just want you to be part of the community, right? You know, share this on social media, subscribe to it, mention it to friends. Money should not be something we, we don't talk about because how are people going to change their financial futures? And what are we going to do when all these people, you know, go to retirement age or can't work anymore and are we supposed to support them because you know they wouldn't put a couple bucks away for their entire life so that they can have that opportunity you know i'm a fan of being self-reliant and being able to help other people and i hope you are too so i'm jason weaver with moneyforaveragejoes.com i just want you to know that this show is for general education purposes i'm merely a financial coach and that's self-proclaimed. I'm not certified advisor or planner. I'm not going to be your fiduciary. I've not reviewed your individual situation. And if I did, it would be just coaching advice. Uh, this episode is not considered personal financial uh, planning advice for se per se. So have a great day and I will see you next time.